Hey everyone, and welcome to Scrambling with Dylan Otto, a podcast where the listeners can hear, learn, and laugh about my life in the golf world and other numerous topics with guests on the show. Tune in every week for insight and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Otto featuring University of Oklahoma golfer. We have Logan McAllister. Logan, welcome, man. Thanks for having me, Dylan. I appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. I was super glad you want to come on a podcast, kind of talk about your golf journey. You know, it's been a, you know, it's a pretty interesting one for sure. And there's a lot of, you know, a lot of good stories, a lot of success there. So um, we'll start with the first question here. Where are you from and how'd you get into the game of golf? I'm from Oklahoma City and um, I, I grew up around a dad who was playing golf. My dad played a lot of golf when I was growing up. I never really, I never really got that into it until I was probably nine or 10. So Whenever we go on like a family vacation, we'd always <clears throat> play golf one of the days. And so I guess one day I just decided, I was like, hey, I'd love to tag along. Yeah. And from from there, I just kind of fell in love with it. And I've been I've been doing it ever since. I've, I was into like basketball and football when I was growing up in like early elementary and, and all the way up until like sixth grade. And once I got into golf, I was just kind of all in on it. And I, I knew that that's the sport that I wanted to wanted to play. And I knew from a from a pretty early stage that I wanted to wanted to do something with golf, which is which is pretty cool, and that's that's credit to my dad. Yeah, I mean that's just it, golf is just such an addicting game, you know. Whenever you start playing, it's just, it's like a bug, you know. Yeah, you play other sports and everything, but it's just like like golf, 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 you know. So yeah, um, sure. yeah, and it's like it's crazy how a lot of people. That's just I mean that's how it happens, man. You just get stuck with it and. You know, that's great that you had the exposure from your dad and stuff. But, um, you know, obviously you kind of played it, you know, for a long time, like you were saying, and you, you know, you played in high school, I'm sure. And you had your junior golf career as well. You know, kind of talk about those days, you know, what were your high school days like and maybe some of the junior tournaments that you go and play? In? Yeah, I would say that that I wasn't necessarily like a like a top level player until probably my sophomore year in high school. Mm-hmm. The summer before sophomore year, I kind of felt something not like not physically or anything, but I something just changed. I mean, I was I was working really hard all the way, you know. From I basically got really into it. When I was probably thirteen, and from that point on, you know, I I was getting better, but I wasn't making like big strides. Uh-huh, yeah, I think that summer before my sophomore year of high school, I made some big strides. Whether that just was in my head or whatever it may be, because I don't think it was necessarily form wise, mm-hmm. but something something kind of clicked. And that's when I really started playing some good golf that that summer, and then into my sophomore year, I won state my sophomore year mm-hmm. in a in a pretty good class in Oklahoma. And yeah. that's when I kind of knew that that um what the work that I was putting in putting in was starting to pay off, which was which was awesome to see. Yeah, I mean, like you said, you know, it just kind of clicked to make those bigger strides. I mean, was there was it the same kind of grind? Was there something different that maybe you maybe you thought like you changed it a little bit, or was it just it kind of clicked one day and you just never turned it back? Uh, it was it was probably a little bit of a little bit of both. I mean, I I hadn't really played with that many, you know, I was I was practicing a lot and kind of uh-huh. playing by myself a lot, and I think yeah. that summer I started being around more good players, guys that were better than me. Absolutely. And that's so important to, to growth as a player, even, even at a university level, you have to find people that are better than you that can, that can teach you stuff. And that summer, I, I really got around some guys that were, that were a lot better than me and they taught me quite a bit. And when you're playing against guys that are better than you and you're super competitive, yeah, you know, you're, you're going to try to find a way to catch up to them. And I think that was, that was what ended up happening and the rest is history. 
Yeah, absolutely, man. I think that's, you know, it's great to do surround yourself around great players. Cause I mean, like you said, you know, you're super competitive and you're going to find a way to kind of, you know, get out there and beat them. So, I mean, it's only going to make you a better player for sure. Um, you know, you, you've played in tons. I mean, just kind of doing, doing my research and knowing the, you know, kind of player you are, you played in tons of AJJs kind of growing up. Um, at one point you were ranked the number one junior golfer. I mean, kind of tell me about, you know, those times, those weeks being, you know, the top dog and going week to week, you know, knowing that people were chasing you, you know, every week. I mean, what was that like? Yeah, it was, it was actually, I think it was like the, the spring of my senior year. I played good at CB&I at Carlton Woods mm-hmm. and, and jumped up. And, you know, for me, it didn't really, it didn't really change that much just because yeah. at the end of the day, like rankings, they are what they are. I mean, you obviously have to have played good golf to, to rise in rankings, but at the end of the day, you're still going out there and it's an even playing field when you, when you, and when everyone tees off on the first tee, yep. you all start at even par. So, you know, I wouldn't say there was any sort of like added pressure or anything. It, mm-hmm. I mean, it was cool for me to see that my hard work was paying off. Yeah. And that there was validation for what I was putting in. But as far as the rankings go, I mean, do I look at them? Yeah. But does it really affect my mindset or does it make me feel more pressure that people are chasing me? Not necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's just more of a um, more of a validation thing for me. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, like you like you said, I mean, even though, you know, the rankings, you guys, you know, you're higher up and then some people are whatever, you know, whenever you step on that first tee, it doesn't matter what your ranking is. I mean, that's exactly. Just- yeah that's the thing with golf. And I mean, it just, it, it doesn't matter at all. And I mean, I think, but that's great though, that, you know, at such a young age, you were ranked so high because I mean, obviously you got familiar with playing with high level players and high level tournaments and going out there and performing, like you said, it's kind of that validation. Um, I mean, I was reading articles where you were just, I mean, you were talking about, you know, where you were doing interviews and you were saying like, you know, you just have, you know, you were looking at the, at the rest of your rankings and you were like, wow, you know, okay, I'm number one. Like, you know, didn't even really think that you're, you know, you didn't even think you were number one. And it's just kind of like, that's crazy. It just kind of shows that, I mean, you really don't like, you really don't care the rankings. Cause like you said, you got to go out there and you got to play golf still. I mean, you got to go out there, you got to hit shots. So it's not like, even though you're ranked number one, you can take a week off and still be number one, you know, I mean, that's just not how yeah. it works. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just, it's just something to, to try to, to try to stay on that mountain. I'm still, I'm still working towards my goals at the end of the day. And whether that be, I mean, obviously my goal is at the end of the day is to be the number one player in the world on yeah. the world golf ranking. But even when you're there, you have to keep pushing yourself. So there's, there's always another mountain to climb as far Absolutely. as that goes. And, and a lot of that is inner battles. And, and when you're, when you're at the top of that mountain, which obviously I'm not right now, but at one point I was, and hopefully I will be there again. Yeah, but um, it's it's just about keep keep on pushing yourself to get to get better for sure. Yeah, definitely, man, definitely. Um, you know, so you had a great you know junior career. You know, you had a lot of success. I mean, kind of talk about when you started the recruiting process and maybe you know how did you go about it? I mean, were you reaching out to schools? Were they doing most of the reaching out to you? Kind of talk about how the communication was going with schools and which schools you were talking to. Yeah, my recruiting process was was interesting because I kind of I knew where I wanted to go. I, I wanted to be here at OU. Yeah. And so when I when I started kind of visiting schools and stuff, I wasn't necessarily that great of a player. It was it was kind of that same period where I said something kind of clicked that yeah. summer after freshman year, summer before sophomore year, and I was starting to take visits and I visited a couple different schools, but I knew exactly where I wanted to go. So when yeah. 
when I sat down in Coach Hibble's office and he and he offered me, it was it was a no brainer. I mean, I I committed right on the spot because I he knew where I wanted to go. I knew where I wanted to go. My parents knew exactly where I wanted to go, and it was it was a no brainer for me. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, you being from Oklahoma, you know, I get you know that's that's you know, that's where you're from and everything. But is there kind of something maybe about the university that you know when you went on your visit or you had your sit down with Coach Hibble that just really you know, that just really clicked for you. I mean, why was University of Oklahoma such like, you know, you had your know, tunnel vision on University of Oklahoma? Yeah. Um, for me, it was just like everything about this place just is is perfect for me. Coach Hibble is the best in the country by far. And our facilities are the best in the country. Every Everything about about this is is perfect for me. It was a perfect fit because I'm I'm kind of a homebody as well. So I wanted to be. Yeah close to home, but still not, you know, not living in my parents' house, obviously. So if I need to go home, I can, but I felt like this was going to be the place that I could grow the most, not only as a golfer, but as a person as well. And uh, they've given me all the resources that I can possibly imagine. I'm extremely grateful for, for my time here and, and uh, hopefully these last, last semester, last three semesters, depending on how, how it works out. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, and I think, you know, it seems to be going really well for you at University of Oklahoma. I mean, kind of talk about, you know, some of the things that come along with being a golfer at University of Oklahoma, you know, how have your years been like there? And uh, I mean, just kind of take us maybe through, you know, what the weekly schedule looks like for you guys, you know, being a golfer at OU. Yeah, it's been, it's been kind of an interesting journey just because I got here and I, I don't think I was quite ready for, for what was about to hit me as far as being able to balance school, life, golf. Yeah. Um, and so I, I came in and I was kind of shell-shocked, to be honest with you, and I struggled for for my first few semesters, just getting my feet under me, basically. It's a, yeah. You know, high school is one thing, but, but you know, this is kind of like real life. I mean, it's, it's not a job, so I'm not complaining about it or anything, but it was definitely our schedule isn't super strenuous, but it's enough to, to put some pressure on. Oh, you yeah. Have to be able to man- you have to be able to manage your time pretty well, and I wasn't, I wasn't quite doing that because, you know, we, during the season, we, we have workouts three days a week and then we have practice pretty much every day and then we have one one day off which is normally Sunday mm-hmm. and so it just it, what ends up happening is you you know you you do stuff all day and then you get home and you don't want to do homework you don't want to yeah, you, know, yeah. you just kind of want to sit on the couch and you have to convince yourself that you know I got stuff to do I got to keep keep working through it so being able to get enough sleep and stuff was kind of tough for me and mm-hmm. I think I've once I learned that I uh I got better as a golfer as well just because you know, you, you got to learn to manage time and stuff. That's what, that's what real life is all about. So I, I didn't do a very good job of that at first, but I feel like with the help of, of Coach Hibble and, and Bill, they've, uh, they've turned me into more of a disciplined person for sure. I mean, that's the thing. A lot of people don't get like, I mean, playing golf at the high, at the level you're playing at is, is already hard enough and all the work that goes, goes into it and the schedule and the course and, and the time management that you're talking about that you have to go through. I mean, it's, it's extensive. That's for sure. And I mean, but that's what, I mean, that's why you guys are, you know, the team you guys are and how good you guys are. I mean, it just explains why. Um, but I mean, yeah, that's, you know, it's pretty strenuous. That's for sure. Um, you know, whenever you were your freshman year, I have some stats for just kind of how your years went. Um, you know, your freshman year, you played in a few events there, posted a 71.44 scoring average, which is you know pretty solid going into the first year there. Um, <clears throat> sophomore year, Competed in, you know, a few events as well, 71.67. And then your junior year kind of, you know, really, you know, I feel like that was almost kind of a, you know, a, a big year for you there. You were, you know, you're all American there, um, all central region selection. 
I mean, you close the season out number 26 ranked on the golf stat rankings, 22nd on golf week, Carter, um, 71.53 scoring average. I mean, obviously, like you said, you know, it was a little shaky for you going into your freshman year, but it seems that you've been able to get more comfortable with, you know, getting acclimated to the college life, the time management that you need to have. And I mean, would you say that's what's been able to kind of, would you just get more comfortable as the years went on in college? I mean, what kind of, you know, what allowed you to get more familiar with, you know, the scheduling and just, you know, the, the strenuous schedule you guys have? Yeah. I mean, a lot of it was just, just the experience of being here and understanding what it's, what it's like to play college golf. Yeah. But the, the big, the big swing for me, as far as going from, you know, a, a good player, but not really making the lineup that much my freshman year, uh-huh. was me and me and coach sat down in probably January of 2019 so that spring semester of my freshman year yeah and we we both knew something I, something had to change as far as like actual golf goes golf swing and stuff yeah. so we sat down and we were just like you know what we're gonna take the next month or two and really really work on changing changing up what I was doing I was hitting kind of big push draws my path was way right yeah and so it just it just caused a bunch of inconsistencies because I was having to time everything up Mm-hmm. and um sorry coaches <laughs> uh, <laughs> to just sit time and everything up and and so we I started working with Ryan Rohde who's who was at Gallardi at the time and now he's up at Southern Hills and he works with a few other of, of my teammates and then like Quaid and Ekro yeah. and and we sat down and we kind of laid out a blueprint and I went to him basically once a week for two or three months and we were working on kind of the same idea, just trying to shift my path more left, trying to get my lower body moving a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And it, it was a long process for sure, just because I wasn't, I, I'd been doing the same thing for so long that right. to take that habit, I just had to hit so many golf balls, practice so much. Yeah. And um, eventually though, you know, when you put hard work in, it's going to pay off eventually. And so it was kind of a long process and I don't think I fully, fully grasped and was able to do what we were working on until probably last year. And that's, when you really saw me play a lot better golf and so I'm in a lot better spot with my golf swing now and uh, I think it'll be a lot better suited for for professional golf in the next year or two yeah one I mean that's great that you made the switch early on like that because I mean obviously you know you those push draws you've done that you know most of your life growing up I mean that's something that even I did you know I did too when I was growing up too I love the push draws and even though they're great you know they great they look great when you hit tight draws but they don't look really good when you miss wide left i mean it's yeah just... exactly it was a, it was a lot of uh it was a lot of overdraws for sure yeah i mean <laughs> not, that... too, not too tight of draws yeah i mean those are those can get a little wild man and i mean it's tough to yeah. keep those on the golf course you know but um that's great that you were able to make that switch early on though because like you said you know i think you know like you said it's gonna be better for you not only the rest of your college career but too whenever you get to professional golf too i mean that's you know obviously eliminating the left side is huge in the game of golf mm-hmm. for sure um you, you're, you're currently in your senior year right now like you said you know you have two possibly three semesters depending on what the school is looking like but you guys have had some you know pretty good success your senior year um, you know, you, you, yourself, you're ranked third on PJ two U rankings. I mean, kind of talk about what does that mean to you knowing that your freshman, sophomore year, you kind of struggled a little bit, but then now you worked your way to the position you are in right now to gain, to gain some status when you graduate, um, you know, kind of talk about that, what that means to you. And I mean, once again, knowing that when you tee it up, you know, guys are trying to chase you and, you know, take your spot. Yeah. Um, yeah. The whole PJ two U thing has been, has been huge. I mean, you saw 
all five of those yeah. guys that finished top five last year, they're playing the final stage and they all have status next year. And I, I want to say six to 10 also do. So even, even if you don't finish in that top five yeah. threshold, there's still a really, really good opportunity to be playing on the corn Ferry tour within a year, which was really, I mean, granted you could go through Q school and, you know, start at the beginning, but there wasn't any sort of jump that you could make from college straight into right. corn Ferry. So being, being number three is huge for me going into the spring, just because it's, Again, it's kind of like a validation of, of the good golf I've played, but even more so, I mean, it's going to give me, if I can keep playing the golf that I haven't played, it's going to give me a place to play immediately, which is, which has never been possible for last year. And, and that's huge for, for us just because the transition to professional golf is tough. I mean, if you're not one of those top two oh, or three yeah. guys in the past that were getting PGA Tour exemptions, then you were kind of stuck in no man's land for the first four months of your professional career. Right. You're just trying to, you know, you're trying to break even playing mini tour stuff. And so that's, that's a huge opportunity, but again, it's, it's, I have goals set for myself and it's not just to stay in the top five. It's to get to that number one spot on there. Yeah. And, uh, I think that's the most important part. I can't be thinking about where that number five threshold is. I have to be thinking about moving up and, and keep climbing that mountain. Cause there is more, there's more good golf to be played. And there's guys that are still ranked ahead of me and that are playing better golf than me. And I need to go show why, uh, I can go out and beat them. So that, that'll be huge in the spring. Well, yeah, and I think too, since such a, you were you're early on in your junior career, you know, you were you kind of didn't really you know care about much about the rankings. So you got to go out there and you got to play golf. So I think that's great that, I mean, this is the same exact thing, but just you know at a higher level, of course. But I mean, it's it's great though. I mean, you're out there chasing you know chasing guys, and I'm sure even if you were you know whenever you do get you know ranked number one, I'm sure you're going to go out to tournaments and chase guys or you know chase guys still because I mean you're just a competitive person like that. I mean that's just I think that's going to be great, and also. I mean, just having a place to play when you graduate. I mean, like you said, that's huge. You know, some guys you go out there and you're chasing mini tour events and trying to break even, like you said. I mean, that's that's a grind. That's a grind. Yeah, I mean, the the pressure of of doing that and trying, like like you said, just trying to break even or whatever. It, having the freedom of having a place to play, even even if I do finish six to fifteen and and just have international tour status it's still somewhere to play and there's some sort of security, which, which really frees you up to, to play good golf. I mean, it's tough. It's tough um, playing tournaments, not knowing where your next start will be, which is essentially right. what mini tour golf is. I mean, you're trying to Monday queue or whatever into events. And so to have guaranteed starts would be huge. And it's definitely um, a load off your back to, to just get out there and play free golf. Yeah, absolutely. And just, to, you know, get out there. And like you said, I mean, it, it things could happen really fast. You get these starts, boom, you're playing, you know, you're playing full time on corn Ferry tour. And the next thing you know, you're on PGA tour. I mean, it's just, yep. it's all about playing right. And, you know, at the good time or playing good at the right times as well. That's also what I've heard from guys that have played professional golf for a little while. And um, yeah, I think that's huge, man. I think it's going to be super exciting for you to, you know, not only finish out this year, but also to see what's after college too. Um, you played, you played in such high level events, kind of your whole career. I mean, you've played in high amateur events like the USAM, Western AM, Southern AM, Sunny Han AM. I mean, you were ranked number one as a junior golfer. I mean, how do those experiences, I mean, feel, like allow you to perform at the high level college tournaments that you're playing in right now? I mean, just kind of talk about maybe just, you know, the experiences you've had playing in all these high level events and what's been able to kind of, you know, boost your game and confidence to play at the level you're at now. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome that they have all these amateur events that draw draw the best field just because that's who you're playing against, that's who you're competing against in college. Yeah. And, you know, I ended up playing against the same 
the same 50 guys pretty much every week in the summer. And then those are the best 50 guys in college golf. And so just to have that experience of, of being pushed, just like I said, when, when I kind of had that transition in high school, it was because I was playing against these better players, the guys that were really pushing me to become better. And that's the same idea with amateur golf. And even in college golf, we make, you know, iron sharpens iron. So when you're playing against guys that are, that are just as good as you and even better, it makes all of us better. And so that's why I think you've seen a lot of the younger guys start to have success earlier on the PJ tour, just because, I mean, we've been doing this for, you know, eight years of our life, basically with four years right. in, in high school, four years in college. And so once you get out to the professional ranks, you know, it, it feels, I haven't been there, so I wouldn't know, but it's, it probably feels somewhat similar to what you're playing in college golf, because I mean, we're, we're the best players in amateur golf and, and you're going to be playing against the best players in pro golf. And I don't think there's, there's too much of a gap. There definitely is, is a gap just on the management side, basically. But as yeah, far as the yeah. golf goes, the top guys are the top guys, no matter where you put them. So I think it's, it's great that I've been able to play against those top players for a lot of my life. And it's made me a lot better for sure. And it's really cool to see, like you said, you know, you played with the top guys at junior golf, you play with the top guys now in high school golf. It's kind of cool to see you guys' journey kind of go from junior golf, college golf, and then on to professional golf after college, you know, it's going to be, just really cool because I mean you're going to go out there and compete against you know, the same guys that you know that you just know personally. I think that's going to be super exciting for you guys. Um, and also, I'm sure whenever you turn pro, I mean, yeah, there you know there is a little bit of a gap, you know, management and just kind of having that experience playing professional golf. And I'm sure you're going to adapt to it, you know, no problem. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just super excited to see how all that goes too. Um, but this past semester, obviously you guys now are kind of, you know, we were winding down finals are coming up, but this past semester, you guys had, you know, great results. Um, you guys won at Merido, which was on golf channel, um, won Eastlake cup, which was on golf channel as well. And you had a couple, you know, second places, a third place finish as well. Kind of talk about those results that you guys have had this past semester. And I mean, does this build some momentum for you guys heading into next semester? I mean, I'm sure you guys are just going to keep the pedal down. But, I mean, kind of what are some of the goals for the team next semester? We're going to take a quick break to get a word in from our sponsors. Scrambling with Dolan Auto is sponsored by our friends over at Putt View Books. Putt View Books makes yardage and green books that are used by the best junior, college, amateur, and professional golfers in the world and are designed with the assistance of world-renowned golf coach Phil Canyon and can be made for over 30,000 golf courses. The amount of precision that's put into each yardage and green book is impeccable, and Cordy from Golf Science Lab says they're clear, simple, and very useful. If you want a yardage or green book, head over to their website at puttviewbooks.com and check them out on Instagram at puttviewbooks. Yeah, I mean, it was a it was an awesome fall just because we kind of came in with a, with a new team. I, mean, I was the only one from mm-hmm. last year's team that, that's still here. Well, actually, Benny, too. Um, and so we didn't really know what to expect. And what we saw was was the same team. I mean, even though the players aren't there, we still have the same culture. We, we're still OU golf. Yeah. I'm glad that we were able to show that specifically on the national stage. I mean, the two tournaments that we played on TV, we won both of them. Yeah, I think that's, that's kind of a awesome. testament to uh, – it's a testament to, to the players we have here because everyone's ready for the, for the lights to come on. And, and I think that's good that's good momentum into the spring because obviously the national championship, there's going to be cameras all over the place. And that's, that's right. the one that you really want to go out and win. And so I'm excited to, to build on that momentum and, and keep pushing towards, towards the ultimate goal, which is to, to hoist the trophy on June 1st or whatever it is this year. 
Yeah, I mean, it was just, I mean, you guys had, you guys had a great battle against, a, you know, a good Pepperdine team last year. And I'm sure that's only lighting the fire for you guys. Of course, like you said, the national championship, that's everybody wants to go there. Everybody wants to show up and, you know, show out. So, um, you know, I'm sure you guys are going to get out there and, you know, take what's yours this year. And I'm super excited to see how that goes as well. Um, you know, you guys not only have had a great semester, um, you know, this last semester, but you kind of talked about just OU golf there. I mean, you guys are, you know, really deep team. You guys had great golfers. You had a great addition. Chris got her up to the team. Um, just kind of talk about the talent you guys have on the team and what's it like competing, not only against the best college players in the world, but just when you guys go out there and qualify together, I mean, it's gotta be, you know, it's gotta be, you know, pretty cutthroat. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, the amount of guys that we have here that are all competing for five spots is, is crazy. I mean, we got 12 guys that can all go out and qualify for any given tournament. Yeah. And so I think, like I said, with, with just being around players that are really good, it yeah. makes all of us better. So when we go out and qualify, it feels like a, it feels like a tournament. I always, I always tell coach the first time that I actually won a qualifier was my sophomore year. Uh-huh. I played a couple of events my freshman year, but it was more like I got second and there was two spots or something. Right. The first time I won a qualifier, I won the Nike collegiate after I won that qualifier. And I told uh-huh. coach, I said, I felt more pressure in that qualifier than I did, <laughs> tournament, which is, which is crazy just because, you know, that, I think that's just a testament to how, how good our team is because yeah. everyone's pushing. Like you said, a guy like Chris comes in here and makes an immediate impact. And he's been such a help to me just because we're, we're constantly pushing each other. Yeah. And uh, you need that in college golf. Not every team has that a lot, a lot do now. There's a lot of deep teams, but, I like, I like how our culture is and we're all going to go out there and, and try to beat each other. Whether, whether there's a guy that's better than you or not, you're still think you can go out there and beat him. And that's a testament to, to coach Hibble and what he's built here with, with a bunch of gritty players, a bunch of guys that, that know that they can go out and beat anyone on any given day. And I think that's, that's uh, why we've had so much success here at OU for the last, specifically the last six years, but ever since coach has been, a, has been the uh, head coach here. Yeah. And whenever I had Steven on the podcast, he kind of talked about, you know, something that he's learned at OU is, is how to win. Even when you're in qualifiers and everything, it's still very serious. Like you're saying, you said you felt you more, you felt more pressure in that qualifier than you did in the actual, you know, at the Nike Collegian. I mean, is that something that you've kind of, you know, you learned as well too, is your time over at OU is learning to win? Yeah, for sure. I mean, coach always talks about it. You, a win is a win. So whether you're playing in a two man qualifier for one spot and you just beat one guy, it's still a win. You have to, you have to learn how to go out and win. And I think that, that that's what, that's what he's done really well here at OU is that, you know, if you can't go out and win a qualifier, how are you going to go win a tournament? So being able to, to constantly compete and try to go out there and win is something that's been huge for me just as a golfer learning how to do that because you know, it might seem kind of easy, like, oh, if I just play better golf, I'm going to win. But there's a lot more to it than that. You have to Absolutely. fight. You have to fight your your own mind constantly. And that's that's tough to do when you're thinking about what's going to happen if you do win this qualifier, if you do win this tournament. Yeah, and that's something that you, know, you just, like you said, you have to learn, you know, not try and get ahead, but just stay in the moment. Um, but that's great, though, because you know, you guys have such a deep team and learning to win at the stage you're at right now is only just, it's going to make you a better player in the long run. I mean, that's why OU produces such great, you know, great players, you know, a lot of guys that turn professional and have success. I mean, that's, you know, that's kind of what the program's made for. So I think that's a great spot for you to be at. Um, and you're just going to continue to be a bet, you know, continue to become a better player. And by the time, you know, your time at OU's done, you're going to be, you know, come out of the gates firing. So 
Um, I think that's super exciting, man. And, um, you know, you kind of touched a little bit on some of your goals. You know, you want to be, obviously, you want to be number one in the PJ 2 u rankings. But is there kind of any other goals you have set maybe for this next semester or just the remainder, you know, of your college career? Yeah, I mean, I don't think I've set anything anything specific. Obviously, the, the number one goal is to win the mm-hmm. national championship yeah. as a team. Yeah. And and kind of avenge what, what happened last year. Getting a taste of that last year was was I, obviously a hurt, but at the same time, it was a really good experience for me because um, I knew that I was going to transition into kind of a leadership role. And so being able to um, have that experience is huge. And that that is the ultimate goal. I mean, I wouldn't say I have too many individual goals necessarily just because I know that if we can accomplish team goals, the individual ones are going to happen too because for us to accomplish those team goals, we all need to be able to accomplish our individual goals too. So that's definitely that's definitely what I got my eyes on for sure is the is hoisting that trophy. Yeah, and it's gonna be super exciting, man. I can't wait to see how you guys go this next semester. Um, you know, I'm super excited for not only that, but also for you know what's after college for you. Um, obviously you want to play professional golf, you know, you you have the potential to get that status. Um, you know, I'm sure that's gonna be something super exciting to get out there and play professional golf. I mean, have you had maybe kind of any expectations or kind of you know, I'm sure you've heard from just from a lot of guys at OU and, you know, I'm sure, you, you know, buddies are probably with some guys at OSU, but um, you know, do you kind of have any plans for how you're going to go about professional golf? You know, you just kind of, you know, you know, get your status, go out there and just play, you know, play good at the right times. I mean, kind of what's the, you know, what are some goals you have for yourself in professional golf? Yeah. I mean, obviously PJ tour U is going to kind of dictate what happens yeah. Yeah. in the first, the first stretch of professional golf. So um I'm gonna see I'm gonna see where I'm at I mean I'm still open to to taking an extra year depending on where I'm at I think I think you have to make a decision like April 1st or something mm-hmm. and so hopefully hopefully I'll be in a spot where where um I can stay in the top or if I'm number one or whatever I mean I'm gonna take that status that I get but yeah if not I'm definitely open to to spending another year here at OU and, and I would love that but um yeah just just trying to get that status and then and then going from there I mean say you go have a good summer on the corn ferry tour i could be on a pj tour in september so i mean it's, absolutely it's one of those things where good golf takes care of itself so i'm i haven't worried too much about about the next step yet besides i know i'm going to stay in oklahoma I'll probably end up going up to edmond at uh oak tree national there's a bunch of pros up there now that are a bunch of young pros that are up there playing and so yeah it's kind of a good spot but besides that i haven't really i haven't really got too much into it i'm just trying to play good golf and let the rest take care of itself Definitely. I think that's a great way to go about it because, I mean, you don't want to put too much pressure on goals and everything, you know what I mean? But you still want to go out there, um, you know, play the best you can for the rest of your time at OU. And then after that, you know, the golf kind of take care of itself. I think that's great. That's a great way to go about it, man. And I'm super excited to see how you go once again. Um, we're heading to the next section of the show. I like to call the ham and egg section, just some for fun questions, get to know Logan McAllister a little bit more. Um, so you touched a little bit, you played some other sports growing up. Um, let's say golf is out of the equation and you have to play another sport professionally. What sport would you play and why? I would, I would definitely play basketball. I've always, basketball. I yeah. love watching. Yeah. I love watching. Like I'm a huge Thunder fan. Mm-hmm. I love watching the Thunder. I think it'd be pretty cool to play for, play for an NBA team, specifically the Thunder. I would love to, I'd love yeah. to uh, yeah. play for the Thunder. I don't, I don't know what it is about basketball, but something I love watching basketball. I love just, you know, shooting hoops with, with buddies or whatever. Yeah. So that would definitely that would definitely be the sport I'd play if I wasn't playing golf. Yeah, Steven, he said he'd play basketball too. I mean, I'm sure you guys gotta have some pickup games every now and then, huh? Do a little shoot around or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. When it gets when it gets cold sometimes we have like a 
we have this thing called the Huff that we'll all go play basketball, and it's just like our recreational center at, at OU. And uh, yeah, we get we get we have some pickup games when it when it gets cold outside. So we're we're starting to get into basketball season as far as uh, there you as go. Far as us not being able to play as much golf goes. Yeah, there you go. Hey, hey, I mean, you guys will. I mean, it's a great workout too. And I mean, hey, basketball's a blast. I love playing it as well. And I bet those games are you know so fun to watch whenever you guys are out there. You know, playing playing against yeah. the whole team and <laughs> stuff. That's gotta be priceless. Um, what I mean, what kind of position would you want to play in basketball? Were you kind of the you know were you kind of the shooter just hanging out on the three point line? Or I mean, what, what, what kind of position did you play when you were younger? I, I was a point guard. So oh, point I, guard, yeah. I would consider myself a good passer. Yeah. I can shoot. I can shoot, and and pass. So I, I'm definitely not, definitely not a post. Gotcha. I like, to, like to like to have the ball in my hands as much as possible. Definitely, yeah. I mean, hey, running the floor—that's for sure, man. <laughs> um, I mean, you played a ton of golf in your life, and like you said, you were you know you were really nervous in that qualifier, winning that qualifier, and then you went out, won that Nike in that collegiate there, but. Has there been any other moments in your golfing career that you've been just really nervous on the golf course that you can pinpoint? And what did you do to kind of keep yourself focused during those moments? Last year at the national championship, we were playing the quarterfinals. We were playing against Illinois. Yeah. And, you know, we got to, it was our, we started on the back nine. So we got to our 16th hole, number seven at Greyhawk. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I kind of, you can, you can feel out there, what it's coming down to and so I could feel that it was coming down to my match and we were tied going into number seven and I had about a five footer to win number seven and go one up yeah and you know all we had quite a few fans out there and all the fans were around the green you know it was deathly quiet when I was standing over that putt and I've never been so nervous in my life my hands (laughs) shaking and you know the thing is I mean I was I was confident that I was going to make that putt but just sitting there there's so many thoughts running through your mind you have a whole university on your back basically you got teammates that are relying on you mm-hmm. and um i just try to i just try to breathe in those moments just just deep breath try to get myself at least somewhat calm i mean you're not you're not going to be calm you're going to be uncomfortable but yeah that uh, that uncomfortable um is a good thing i mean that's why you that's why you play golf so it was a it was a weird feeling just because i've never felt that much pressure but it was a it was an awesome feeling knowing that i was playing for something that was uh bigger than myself yeah, well, and I mean, whenever you guys get to the national championship this year, I mean, I'm sure it's only, you know, those experiences, you're going to get in those experiences again, not only at the national championship, but later on in golfing, you'll go out there and you'll know what to do and kind of perform in those situations and maybe not feel as nervous. So, I mean, hey, yeah. I mean, that's great. That's only going to make you a better golfer. Um, you know, whenever you get nervous, is there kind of anything you like to do? Do you like to, you know, are you kind of a, you know, person that likes to do the you know, breathing exercises or do you just kind of, you know, just, you know, just shrug it off? Yeah, I mean, I just try to, one, I try to take deep breaths and just slow my heart rate because, you know, your heart gets pumping. Right. And then that's when your hands start shaking and stuff because you can't control it as well when your heart rate's high. And so I try to breathe. But then I think something that really helps me in those situations is thinking back on other moments where I've been able to perform under pressure. So I always like to think of of, uh, the first time that I won. I had kind of a similar putt, actually, to the one that I'm talking about at the Uh national championship. Yeah. And I was able to make it. So in that moment, I was thinking back on that and just telling myself, you've done this before, you'll do it again. And uh, that definitely helps a lot with with confidence over a putt that you're obviously going to have pressure on. Absolutely. And I mean, yeah, that's 
That's great stuff. I love hearing just, obviously there's a lot of good in golf, but just the nerves sometimes, you know, they're there. I mean, I don't, you know, they're there whenever you play golf and especially whenever you get to, you know, really high levels that you've been at. So that's just really interesting to hear about. Um, So the next one I have is, you know, you were a junior golfer. You had a lot of success success in junior golf. Um, Do you, do you have any advice maybe, or do you feel that there's something that junior golfers really need to focus or pinpoint about their game to better their chances of being recruited? Yeah, I mean, I think from my experience in junior golf, there's a lot of guys that worry about where they're ranked and stuff. But at the end of the day, coaches will find you if you're playing good golf. It doesn't matter if you're playing good golf on a tiny, you know, local tour. If you're playing good golf and shooting good scores, they will find you. And so I think people get too bogged down in the fact that, well, I'm, you know, I'm not even in the top 500 in, in the AJGA rankings or whatever. But at the end of the day, that doesn't matter. Good golf, good golfers are going to be found by coaches. And, and especially like, like, for example, coach Hibble gets a bunch of Oklahoma guys that aren't necessarily highly ranked. And he always has good teams with those players. And that's because, you know, good golfers aren't necessarily always top hundred in the world. And that's specifically in junior golf, just because there's so many tournaments going on that, um, you know, if, if you're just playing local stuff and you're shooting good scores, someone, someone will find you. So I, I would just say, not to worry too much about about rankings and and uh, just focus on on getting better because at the end of the day, good golf, good golf is going to be uh, is going to be seen by the best coaches. Definitely, I think I think that's great advice because a lot of people can even get caught up, you know, just in rankings in general. I mean, you get you know, I know guys that I played college golf with too that they're so caught up on you know rankings or the team rankings, and it's like you know, you guys just go out there and play golf, and kind of like you said, the golf will take you know take care of the rest of itself, you know. So I mean, it's yep. um, I mean that's kind of a great way to go about for sure. I think that's great advice for just not only junior golfers out there, but, um, you know, people that are looking to, you know, possibly make a transfer or something to universities or something like that. So I think that's great advice for sure. Um, obviously there's a lot of amenities and resources you guys have at university of Oklahoma, you know, your practice facilities, the schedule, the alumni that comes back to you guys. Um, you know, what's the coolest resource that you feel that you guys have access to maybe something that, you know, that you really cherish about the OU program? Yeah, I, mean, I love I love the golf course that we get to play. I mean, it's it's literally half a mile from campus. It is in perfect shape. I mean, I always people ask me what my favorite course in Oklahoma is, and if Jimmy Austin isn't at the top of the list, it's always in my top two or three. Yeah. It's huge for a university course because um, you know a lot of a lot of schools have good courses, but they don't have full access. They can't mm-hmm. you know they can't go play whenever they want, and they don't right. have their own practice facility. And we have all of that. I mean, we have a course that that they treat us like we're regular members. We have our own practice facility that is absolutely awesome. That's world-class Yeah. and it's half a mile from campus. So it kind of checks all the boxes as far as a, uh, a golf course experience for college golfer goes, because there are some schools that are not that lucky. And, and I'm glad at OU that we have that. And that was a huge part of, of my recruitment. I, like I said, I mean, I was always an OU guy, but seeing the facilities and the stuff that we have access to is, is, um, is awesome. Yeah. And I mean, it's all right there for you guys. I mean, if you, if you, you know, graduate in your time at OU, if you don't become a better golfer, then you just simply didn't do anything. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> it's all right there for you guys. I mean, that's great to have that access and to be that close to campus. I mean, you got to love that. I mean, I'm sure there's not, you know, a ton of traffic in Oklahoma. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. you know, guys like, you know, schools in LA or, you know, even in San Diego here, they're probably, you know, sometimes get traffic and stuff, but I mean, that's great that you guys have all that stuff. I mean, that's yeah, it's only going to make sure. you I mean, a we, player. 
we we live five minutes from campus we live five minutes from where we work out we live five minutes from the course we live five minutes from any restaurant you want i mean it's it's just a perfect spot it's not a big city obviously yeah. but it's the perfect size to be able to do everything really close like you said there's not really much traffic there's enough going on but not too much going on to get in too much trouble and uh yeah i mean i think it's just norman norman's an awesome place and i'm, I'm glad i came here Absolutely, man. I'm really glad you went there too. It seems like it's been a great fit and, um, you know, you've done some really great things there and we'll continue to do great things. Um, so next one I have is, you know, every week you guys are playing at a different tournament, you know, especially, you know, whenever it kind of comes to, you know, tournament or courses like Merido, really tough golf course in Eastlake Cup too. That was a really tough golf course too at Eastlake. I mean, how do you guys go and approach a golf course that you haven't played yet? I mean, what's kind of the strategy that maybe, you know, the team likes to go through or that, you know, coaches really kind of, you know, put in place for you guys and then yourself. I mean, how do you kind of go about, you know, uh, getting familiar with a new golf course? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think a lot of it is just not thinking too much about it. To be honest with you, I think a lot of people can get bogged down in trying to figure out a golf course, but at the end of the day, like, as long as you know, I think the most important thing is just knowing lines off tee boxes and what to hit and stuff. Besides yeah. that, if you're hitting good shots, it's still going to work out. I mean, obviously, a, a place like East Lake, there's certain spots that you can't miss. And so figuring out where those spots are is pretty important. But I, I try not to, personally, I try not to get too bogged down into a certain like game plan necessarily, because at the end of the day, if I'm hitting good golf shots it doesn't really matter what golf course i'm playing they're still going to end up as good golf shots right and so i try not to think about I, I do game plan but i try not to think too much into golf course specific stuff because like mm -hmm. i said at the end of the day if you're hitting the ball on the fairway if you can get it in the right spot on the green it's just no matter what course you you're at that's gonna that's gonna lead to good scores Absolutely. I think, no, that's great because I mean, I think a lot of guys get really caught up on lines and where, okay, I got to hit it here. I got to hit it here. But like you said, if you're hitting good golf shots, there's still going to be good golf shots on any course you go play at. Um, yep. No, I think that's great advice because it's just, it's, it's super simple. I mean, that's, I think that's great that it kind of seems to be, you know, what you like to do, you know, you don't put a lot of pressure on certain things and you, know, you kind of go out there and let the golf take care of, you know, the rest of, you know, golf take care of itself um yeah i think that's great stuff man um so i mean do you whenever are you the kind of golfer that likes to you know bang driver everywhere or do you like to play position golf or do you kind of know when you're you know whenever whenever you can go bomb driver on certain holes and then there's probably certain holes when you got to play position golf too i'm sure yeah i mean depending on the golf course i mean I, i'm not like a super long player so for me yeah bombing driver everywhere isn't necessarily that mm -hmm. much of an advantage like i mean yeah. i hit it 300 yards which is honestly probably on the bottom half now of college golf uh -huh. and so for me I, it's a lot more important to be in the fairway so whether whether that be with a three iron or a three wood whatever it may be for me my strength is iron play so if i'm in the fairway gotcha. i can use my strength basically so I, I wouldn't say i like play super conservative golf necessarily uh -huh. but i definitely think i've learned really well how to take it where I can get it and not, not play overly aggressive hit and driver everywhere. Well, yeah. And you know how to plot yourself away around a golf course that works best for you. I mean, I'm sure you play to certain numbers that, you know, that you are really good at and that you like. So I think, I think that's kind of something that's overlooked with golf. Like a lot of guys like to go out there and they like to bomb driver and everything and have the shortest distance into a green. And sometimes that's not the best thing to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, obviously there's all the strokes game stuff out now and, 
like I said, like if if I was someone that was hitting like three forty, like Chris, for example, yeah, if he goes out and can hit driver, whether it's in the fairway or rough, he's so far ahead of everyone that that actually is an advantage. But mm-hmm. for me, if I'm hitting driver in the rough and there's a guy hitting three wood twenty yards behind me and in the fairway, I would rather be that ball twenty yards behind in the fairway. Absolutely. And and so for me, the advantage isn't enough for me to risk hitting driver everywhere. Whereas for some guys, it actually is. But for me personally, it's just not. It's not worth it. I'd rather be in the fairway with with a seven iron than in the rough with an eight iron because that's basically the difference between my driver and three wood. Absolutely, no. I that's the same way I like to play golf too. I think it's just I think just that's something that's overlooked. And I mean, you know, you check all the boxes for you know you you just a, you seem like a really smart player, a real you know really good golf IQ, and you like to plot yourself away around a golf course the way that works for you. So I think that's that's going to be great for you. Not only, you know, of course the rest of your college career, but professional golf too, as well. Um, yeah, I think that's great. Um, we're heading to the last question here. Um, obviously your dad kind of got you into the game of golf. There's a huge support system behind you for your golfing career, not only, you know, with your family, but I'm sure with your family at OU as well. But, um, you know, is there somebody that really has inspired you to be the person slash golfer you are today? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely my parents. They've, they've always instilled in me hard work, humility, um, being able to focus on a craft that you're trying to get better at. And so that's, that's credit to them for, for all my success, to be honest with you, because without them, I don't know, I don't know where I've been. I would be, they've supported me through it all. And so um, I give, I give all the credit in the world to them just because if without them, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be where I am today. Yeah. I think, I think that's great that, you know, it's nice to give some credit where credit's due for sure. And um, I'm sure they're going to back you no matter what, whatever you go through in life. And um, like I said, man, I'm really excited to see how you guys finish out the rest of this year and then to see where you go in your professional golf career as well. Um, You know, super excited for that, but um, that'll wrap up this week's episode of scrambling with Delonado featuring university of Oklahoma golfer, Logan McAllister, Logan, once again, thank you for coming on, man. Really appreciate you hopping on here and chatting a little bit and, um, you know, like I said, wishing nothing but the best and I'm um, looking forward to see what you guys do the rest of this year and see how professional golf goes for you, man. Thank you so much, Dylan. I appreciate it. It was, it was a pleasure for me. Awesome, man. Well, have a good one, everybody. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Otto. Just want to let you guys know I create an Instagram for the podcast called Scrambling Podcast. You can head over there, follow for updates on the episodes, as well as material that I'll be talking about in the episodes like videos or photos. So you can check them out there and get a little more insight on the episodes. Thanks again for listening and have a good one.